أشهد أن محمد الرسول الله أشهد أن محمد الرسول الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على سيد المصطفى صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اللهم صل على محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون اللهم صل على محمد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحج أشهر معلومات فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا ولا جدال في الحج وما تفعلوا من يعلمه الله وتزودوا فإن خير خير الزاد التقوى واتقون يا أولي الألباب وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من حج لله فلم يرفث ولم يفسق رجعك يوم ولدت أمه أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته After إبراهيم عليه السلام بلد كعبة So then Allah سبحانه وتعالى told إبراهيم عليه السلام That now invite mankind to hajj At that time there was no television 
radio, media. So Ibrahim alayhi salam said, Oh Allah, how will my voice reach the corners of the world? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Ibrahim alayhi salam that you make the announcement and we will make the voice reach. So according to one narration, Ibrahim alayhi salam went up Mount Safa. And according to another narration, Ibrahim alayhi salam went up Mount Abu Qubais. And from there he invited mankind to Hajj. And whoever responded by saying Labbaik will go for Hajj. The voice of Ibrahim alayhi salam was heard by those who were born as well as those who are not born. When a haji goes for hajj and recites labbaik, Allahumma labbaik, such a haji is very, very fortunate. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that when a haji calls out labbaik, ma min muslimin yulabbi illa labba man an yamini, that when a person calls out labbaik, Allahumma labbaik, then the ground on his right hand side, the ground on the left hand side also calls out the labbaik, and this continues till the day of Qiyamah. Zainul Abideen Rahmatullahi was among the Tabi'een. It is mentioned that when Zainul Abideen Rahmatullahi used to wear his ihram, his face used to go pale and his body used to start shaking. Somebody asked him the reason for this that you have worn the ihram, but you're not reciting Talbiya, you're not reciting Labbaik. Zainul Abideen Rahmatullahi used to say, I fear a reply may come saying, La Labbaik. Your Labbaik is not accepted. And then eventually, Eventually, with lots of difficulty, he would recite the labbaik. And when he would recite the labbaik, he would recite it with so much of sincerity and feeling that he would fall off his conveyance unconscious. Jibreel alayhi salam came to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and Jibreel alayhi salam told Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam that command your sahaba to recite labbaik loudly, for innaha shi'arul hajj. Because this is a salient feature of Hajj. When a Haji or the person performing Umrah recites Labbaik, such a person is very, very fortunate. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, مَا أَهَلَّمُ هِلٌ قَطُّ وَلَا كَبَّرَ مُقَبِّرٌ وَلَا كَبَّرَ مُقَبِّرٌ قَطُّ إِلَّا بُشْرَ قِيلَ بِالْجَنَّةِ قَالَ نَعَمْ When a person recites Labbaik, or when someone recites Allahu Akbar, then he is given glad tidings. So then the question was asked, is he given glad tidings of Jannat? The reply was given, yes, he is given the glad tidings of Jannat. And the person performing Hajj is very, very fortunate. Hajj washes away a person's previous sins. The person who performs Hajj with sincerity for the sake of Allah, and he values the Holy Land, his sins will be forgiven. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Man hajja lillah, فَلَمْ يَرْفُثْ وَلَمْ يَفْسُقْ رَجَعَكَ يَوْمٍ وَلَدَتُ أُمُّهُ That the person who performs hajj for the sake of Allah, <coughs> and in that hajj, he does not commit any indecent act, any sins, then he returns home like a newborn baby. In one narration it is stated that, close to the day of Qiyamah, the rich people will perform hajj for holiday purposes. The poor people will perform hajj for begging purposes. The middle class people will perform hajj for business purposes and the scholars of deen will perform hajj for name and fame. After hearing this hadith, we do not have the right to judge and say that so and so person is going with this intention, or he is going with that intention. But we leave the judging for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we should keep this in mind. Whenever we go for hajj, then we should go for hajj with ikhlas and with sincerity. And those performing hajj, are the guest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who go for hajj are the special guest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Al-Hujjaj wal-Ummar wafdullah. 
ان دعوه اجابهم وان استغفروه غفر لهم ضد حجاج اند معتمرين دوز پرفارمنگ عمره ا د ديليجيشن اوف الله ا د سبيشل جيست اوف الله اف دي ميك دعاز دي دعاز ويل بي اكسبتد اند اف دي ميك استغفار دي سيك از فورغيفنس ذن هي فورغيفز ذيم وان انسيدنت از منشن ذات وانس ا سيرتن ترايب ا سيرتن نيشن tried to burn a certain person for some reason so they took this person and they placed him in the fire his body stayed in the fire throughout the night but his body did not burn so the next day that tribe went to a saintly person by the name of Sa'dun al-Khawlani rahmatullahi and they presented the matter to him telling him that we tried to burn so and so person for so and so reason his body remained in the fire throughout the night but his body did not burn What could be the reason for this? So Sa'dun al-Khawlani rahmatullahi asked those people. He said, "Tell me something. <clears throat> Did this person perform three Hajj?" So then the tribe they went and they investigated and they found out that yes, he performed three Hajj. Upon that Sa'dun al-Khawlani rahmatullahi told those people that whoever performs one Hajj has fulfilled his obligation. Whoever performs two Hajj has given Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala death and whoever performs three hajj his flesh and his body will not burn in one hadith sharif it is stated that rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that every day and every night 120 mercies descend upon the kaaba in makkah mukarramah and then these mercies are distributed sittuna litaifin 60 mercies go to those who perform tawaf around the kaaba arba'una للمصلين 40 mercies go to those who are in the haram sharif performing salah near or around the kaaba wa ishruna linnadhirin and 20 mercies go to those who are sitting in the haram sharif and just looking at the kaaba the city of makkah mukarramah is known as ummul qura the mother of all cities because the world was stretched out from makkah mukarramah makkah mukarramah was the first city on the face of this earth in the kitabs it is mentioned that every good action that is carried out in makkah mukarramah the thawab is multiplied 100000 times if a person recites subhanallah once in makkah he gets the thawab as if he recited subhanallah 100000 times a person gives one slice of bread charity in makkah He gets the thawab as if he has given hundred thousands slices of bread. All good actions in Makkah Mukarramah are multiplied hundred thousand times. Today we are just mentioning a few points here and there regarding the significance of Makkah. In the city of Makkah Mukarramah, there is a stone which is known as Hajr Aswad, the black stone. When we study the kitabs of a hadith, there are many many a hadith which speak about the significance and the virtues of the black stone. Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says, Al Hajr Al Aswad. يمين الله في الارض يصافح به عباده كما يصافح الرجل اخاه او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام تد حجر اسود ذا بلاك ستون از ذا رايت هاند اوف الله سبحانه وتعالى اون ذس ارث تو ايت هي شيكس ذا هاندز اوف هيز سيرفنتس لايك هاو اي بيرسون شيكس ذا هاندز اوف هيز فريندز ذا ليترال مينينج از نوت انتندد بيكوز الله از فري اوف ذيز لمز وات از انتندد از ذات وين اي بيرسون جوز اند كيسز ذا بلاك ستون ان مكه مكرمه then he becomes very very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the city of Makkah Mukarramah there is a stone which is known as Maqam Ibrahim in one hadith sharif it is stated that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has concealed the nur of the Maqam Ibrahim if he had to expose the nur of the Maqam Ibrahim 
The nur of the maqam Ibrahim would have illuminated the east and the west. In the city of Makkah, Mukarramah is a place which is known as Multazam. In one hadith sharif it is stated, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Ma bayna ar-rukun wal maqam Multazam. مَا يَدْعُوا بِهِ صَاحِبُ عَاهَا إِلَّا بَرِئَا أُوكَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ That between the Hajri Aswad and the Maqam Ibrahim is the Multazam. This area is called Multazam. Whichever person in distress, whichever person with worries, difficulties, hardships, goes to this place and makes dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove his problems and remove his difficulties. In the city of Makkah, Mukarramah is the well of Zamzam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Ma uzamzama lima shuribala. The water of zamzam is for any purpose. For whatever purpose a person drinks the water of zamzam, his purpose will be fulfilled. In one hadith sharif it is stated that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that every stride your camel takes as you leave home with the intention of hajj, a good deed is written down for you and a sin of yours is forgiven. In this day and age, we do not use camels to go for hajj. So whatever mode of transport a person uses to go for hajj, as that mode of transport is moving towards hajj, a good deed is being written down for the haji and a guna of his is, is being forgiven. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, when the haji performs two rakats of salah after tawaf, he gets the reward as if he freed one Arab slave. Arab slaves are very, very expensive and valuable. When the haji performs two rakats of salah after tawaf, he gets the thawab as if he freed one Arab slave. And then when the haji performs sa'i between safa and marwa, when the haji walks between Safa and Marwa, he gets the thawab as if he freed 70 slaves. Then when the haji goes to Arafah on the 9th of Zulhijjah, on the 9th of Zulhijjah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala special mercy descends. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the angels that my servants have come from corners of the world with disheveled hair seeking my mercy. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the pilgrims on the 9th of Zulhijjah telling them that even if your sins are equivalent to the grains of sand, even if your sins are equivalent to the drops of rain, I have forgiven you. And then when the Haji pels the Jamarat in Mina for every stone that he throws, such a sin of his is forgiven. A sin which would have destroyed him, that sin of his is forgiven. Then when the Haji shaves his hair, for every hair that falls on the ground, a good deed is written down for him and a sin of his is forgiven. And then when the haji performs tawaf ziyara, an angel puts his hand at the back of the haji and the angel tells the haji that now you may recommence your good deeds for all your previous sins are forgiven. Regarding the significance and the virtues of Madina Munawara, Today we are just mentioning a few points here and there so that we can get an idea regarding Hajj. When we study the kitabs of a hadith, then we learn that there are many, many a hadith which speak about the significance, the virtues and the greatness of Madina Munawara. Today we will just mention one or two points. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Man zara qabri wajabat lahu shafa'ati. That whoever visits my grave, my intercession will become wajib for that person. Whoever visits my qabr, my intercession will become compulsory for that person. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Man salla arba'ina salatan fi masjidi, la tafutuhu salah, 
كتب له براءة من النار براءة من العذاب وبريء من النفاق كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام that whoever performs 40 salah in my masjid in masjid al-Nabawi with sequence without missing a salah in between such a person will be awarded to three things freedom from the fire of Jahannam freedom from azab and freedom from hypocrisy Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says salatun fi masjidi bi khamsina alf salah that each salah that a person performs in masjid al-Nabawi each salah that a person performs in the haram sharif in Madinah Munawwara he gets the thawab of performing 50,000 salah when we study the lives of our kabirin our pious predecessors our pious predecessors showed respect to Madinah Munawwara and they also showed respect to the things that were linked to Madinah Munawwara. One incident is mentioned that once a haji went to Madinah Munawwara and he purchased a certain item from Madinah Munawwara. After the days of Hajj were over, he went to Hazrat Maulana Rashid Ahmad Gangohi Rahmatullahi, very, very great saint was in India. And he presented this gift to him, the scarf to him. So Hazrat Maulana Rashid Ahmad Gangohi Rahmatullahi took that scarf and he kissed it and he placed it on his forehead. So the Haji told him that this gift was only sold in Madinah. This gift was not made in Madinah. Why are you showing it so much of respect? Hazrat Maulana Rashid Ahmad Gangu, he told this Haji that I am also aware of that, but I am showing it respect and azmat because the winds of Medina Munawwara touch this particular item. One incident is mentioned that when Hazrat Maulana Qasim Nanoti Rahmatullahi used to go for Hajj and when he used to go to Medina Munawwara, from the outskirts when he could see Medina and when he could see the green dome, immediately he used to jump off his conveyance he used to take off his shoes and he used to walk barefoot from there right till the Haram Sharif out of respect for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the city of Madinah Munawwara. One incident is mentioned that whenever anyone used to gift Hazrat Maulana Rashid Ahmad Gangohi Rahmatullahi with the dates of Madinah Munawwara with the dates of Madinah Munawwara. So he used to keep this safely and he used to distribute this kajur on certain occasions. So once someone gave him some kajur from Madinah Munawwara. So he told his student that distribute this kajur amongst my close students, amongst those who are close to me. So the student told him that what is the great deal in this? What is the big deal in this? This is only Kajur from Madinah Munawwara. When Hazrat Maulana Rashid Ahmad Gango, he heard this, he got very upset. And he told the student that the gifts of Madinah Munawwara are the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In one hadith sharif, it is stated, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Man zarani muta'ammidan kana fi jiwari yawm al-qiyamah. That whoever comes to Madinah Munawwara specially to visit me, will be my neighbor on the day of Qiyamah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take all of us for Hajj, to take all of us for Umrah, and to take all of us to the city of Madinah Munawwara. These are the months of Hajj. So that is why we are discussing regarding Hajj and Madinah Munawwara. Inshallah, in a few days time, we will be commencing the first 10 days of the month of Zul Hijjah. The first 10 days of Zul Hijjah, are very very great days when we study the kitabs of a hadith then we learn that there are many many a hadith which speak about the greatness and the significance of the first 10 days of the month of Zul Hijjah in Bukhari Sharif it is stated Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says ma min ayyamin 
العمل الصالح فيهن حب الى الله من هذه الايام there are no days in which good actions are more beloved to allah than the good actions that are carried out during the first 10 days of zulhijjah good actions are beloved to allah throughout the year but the good actions that are carried out during the first 10 days of zulhijjah are even more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And during the first 10 days of Zulhijjah, we should exert ourselves and make ibadat. We should try and make lots of ibadat during the first 10 days of Zulhijjah. Imam Ibn Asakir was a very, very great scholar and a saint. It is mentioned that he used to dedicate all his time and he used to spend all his time in the masjid during the first 10 days of Zulhijjah making ibadat. Saeed Rahmatullahi was a tabi'i. It is mentioned that he used to exert himself and make ibadat during the first 10 days of Zulhijjah. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anh says that do not off your lights in the first 10 days of Zulhijjah, which means exert yourselves and make ibadat during the first 10 days of Zulhijjah. And then Ibn Abbas radiallahu anh says because the Good actions that are carried out in the first 10 days of Zulhijjah are very, very beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the good actions that are carried out during the first 10 days of Zulhijjah, the thawab is multiplied. In Bayhaqi, this hadith sharif is mentioned that every good action that is carried out during the first 10 days of Zulhijjah, the thawab is multiplied 700 times. And the first 10 days of Zulhijjah, are the best days of this world. Jabir radiallahu anh says that the first 10 days of Zulhijjah are the best days of this world. In Bayhaqi, it is stated that each day is equal to 1,000 days in virtue. The first 10 days of Zulhijjah, each day is equal to 1,000 days in virtue. And the ninth day of Zulhijjah, Yawmul Arafah, is equivalent to 10,000 days in virtue. In Bukhari Sharif, it is stated that during the first 10 days of Zulhijjah, Abu Huraira radiallahu an and Ibn Umar radiallahu an used to go to the market area. They used to go to the shopping area. They used to go to business places. And they used to recite Allahu Akbar loudly. When the people of the market area used to hear them reciting Allahu Akbar loudly, then they used to also recite Allahu Akbar loudly. And we should try and keep Rosa for the first nine days of Zulhijjah. Those who keep Rosa during the first nine days of Zulhijjah are very, very fortunate. In Tirmizi Sharif, this Hadith Sharif is mentioned that for each Rosa that a person keeps during the first 10 days of Zulhijjah, a person will get the thawab of keeping Rosa for one year. So if a person keeps the complete nine Rosa, he will get the thawab as if he kept Rosa for nine years. If a person keeps one Rosa, he will get the thawab as if he kept Rosa for one year. So we should try and keep as many Rosa as possible during the first nine days of Zulhijjah. And the nights of the first 10 days of Zulhijjah are very, very great nights. The nights of the first 10 days of Zulhijjah are big nights. In Tirmizi Sharif, this Hadith Sharif is mentioned that each night of the first 10 days of Zulhijjah, each night's ibadat is equivalent to making ibadat on the night of Laylatul Qadr. The first 10 nights of Zulhijjah, each night's ibadat is equivalent to making ibadat on the night of Laylatul Qadr. And in the first 10 nights of Zulhijjah, each night is great, but there are three nights which are extra great. In one hadith sharif it is stated, Man ahya al-khamsa wajabat lahul jannah. There are five nights in the year. Whoever keeps these five nights alive with ibadat, whoever stays awake on these five nights and makes ibadat, Jannat will become wajib for that person. And three of these nights are found in the first 
10 days of Zulhijjah, which are these nights? The 8th night of Zulhijjah, the 9th night of Zulhijjah, and the 10th night of Zulhijjah. And during the first 10 days and first 10 nights of Zulhijjah, what ibadat should we make? What special dhikr should we make? What wazifa should we read? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, فَأَكْثِرُوا فِيهِنَّ مِنَ التَّسْبِيحِ وَالتَّحْمِيدِ وَالتَّكْبِيرِ وَالتَّكْبِيرِ That during the first 10 days of Zulhijjah, recite Subhanallah abundantly. Recite Alhamdulillah abundantly. Recite La ilaha illallah abundantly. And recite Allahu Akbar abundantly. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to grant us a tawfiq, to value the first 10 days and the first 10 nights of Zulhijjah. We will just mention a summary for those who came late for the program. Inshallah, in a few days' time, you will be entering into the first 10 days of Zulhijjah. The first 10 days of Zulhijjah are very, very great days and very, very great nights. Each roza that you keep for the first nine days, you will get the thawab as if you kept roza for one year. And each night's ibadat, is equivalent to making ibadat on the night of Laylatul Qadr. And during the first 10 days and first 10 nights of Zulhijjah, recite Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar abundantly. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us a tawfiq to practice. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala rahmatan lil alameen Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad kullama dhakarahu al-thakirun Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad kullama ghafala an dhikrihi al-ghafilun A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Al-hajju ashhurun ma'lumat Faman faradha fihinna al-hajja fala rafat Wala fusuq ولا جدال في الحج وما تفعلوا من خير يعلم الله وتزودوا فإن خير الزاد التقوى واتقون يا أولي الألباب وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من حج لله فلم يرفث ولم يفسق رجعك يوم ولدت أمه 
او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات فبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر واشدهم في امر الله عمر واصدقهم حياء عثمان واقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل الصحابه اجمعين الله الله في اصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن احبهم فبحبي يحبهم ومن ابغضهم فببغضي ابغضهم ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تجعلنا فتنه للقوم الظالمين ونجنا برحمتك من القوم الكافرين ربنا ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون قال الله عز وجل فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين الحج أشهر معلومات فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال ولا جدال في الحج وما تفعلوا من خير يعلمه الله وتزودوا فإن خير الزاد التقوى واتقون يا أولي الألباب ليس عليكم جناح أن تبتغوا فضلا من ربكم فإذا أفضتم من عرفات فاذكروا الله فاذكروا الله عند المشعر الحرام واذكروه كما هداكم وإن كنتم من قبله لمن الضالين 
الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل صدق الله فاتبعوا ملة إبراهيم حنيفا وما كان من المشركين إن أول بيت وضع للناس للذي, للذي ببك مباركا وهدى للعالمين فيه آيات بينات مقام إبراهيم ومن دخله كان آمنا ولله على الناس حج البيت من استطاع إليه سبيلا ومن كفر فإن الله غنك عن العالمين الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة عذاب النار اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وسكنهم في الجنة اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وأدخلهم في الجنة اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وروحهم في الجنة اللهم اجعل قبورهم روضة من رياض الجنة إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صلوا على سلم. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم